Hello, this is All About Bikes, presented by Pivot Cycles. In this episode, Chris Kokalis, along with Pivot Explorer Bryce and local Colorado rider Madison, go through all the features of the Max 6 design and most importantly, how it rides. This is a previously recorded episode from when we launched this bike in December 2020. We wanted to upload this episode for all our new listeners on this podcast. The new Max 6 brings the benchmark stability and enduro performance of our Firebird and infuses it with the unbridled fun that 27.5 wheels can generate. So let's jump in and learn about the new Max 6. Hi, I'm Chris with Pivot Cycles and this is Bryce and Madison and we're here in Winter Park, Colorado testing and riding the new Mach 6. So, had an awesome day on the trails, Madison. Super what'd fun. What'd you think? Super fun. Uh, bike was, uh, literally had probably one of the best days at it, Winter Park on it. Um, super fun, super flowy. Uh, typically ride a 29er, um, so I was able to throw that bike around so much easier and like stick it places and it's just like super predictable, um, super fun. Um, Oh uh, yeah, I just I had a blast on it. So yeah, and you guys will see in the video she was ripping today. Um, yeah, the the thing about the 29er versus 27.5. Why are we launching a new Mach 6 that doesn't have 29 inch wheels? Well, we already have a Firebird 29, and this is essentially the 27.5 version of that. But it's a lot more because we've basically taken the bike and gone considerably longer. It's actually longer than the Switchblade, slightly longer than the current Firebird 29. But the 27.5 wheels, the bike doesn't push, it's poppy, mm -hmm. manual over stuff. I mean, Bryce? I, I like, when when we first did our, our very, very first lap on it, you know, you look at it and you kind of think it's gonna feel like a long, low bike, which means you kind of have to get to a certain speed to wake it up. But you get a half crank in, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I can start here, <laughs> and just completely transfer over to the other side of the trail as if I'm on a shorter travel, shorter length bike. But when you're on it, it's like Madison said, it's super predictable. It also, it's really, really, it, it holds its line really well when things get chattery and high speed. Um, but it feels, does it just doesn't feel like it looks. Mm -hmm. And every time, every single one of us, I think that's kind of, we were all a little baffled by our first couple rides and you're just like it looks like it should feel like a tank almost mm -hmm. but it's so playful like it doesn't it doesn't look like it has any right to be as playful as it is like i i can't believe it has every right to be as playful <laughs> it, it does and i'm glad it is because it's it's such an intuitive bike you're really inside of it you 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 don't feel like you're you're stretched out at any point but you do feel like you're in the bike really nicely but you are completely in control at any speed you want to be versus like being taken for a ride, which yeah. can happen on a bigger, longer bike. That's uh, another thing I, I definitely noticed the difference is how light it was. Um, as a female, it's a little bit different for us to be able to throw bikes around and just being able to like throw it around and get the back end kicked out a little bit, get a little stylish. It was just like so much easier and so flowy and it obviously made it way more fun because it's less work. So. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things about the both the wheel size and what we did with this bike. Mach 6 has always been kind of a bridges a gap in our line. So it, it it's a little bit more than a trail bike, um, but it's it's also a park bike. And so we used to have the Firebird 27.5. This actually really eclipses that in its capabilities, but it still keeps that 
really snappy pedaling of the Mach 6. And um, the length is a cool thing, but along with that comes a steeper seat angle. So top tubes didn't get excessively longer. So in the high setting um, on the flip chip in the back, it's got a 76 degree seat angle and a 65 degree head angle, which is 65 is the same as what we're running on the Firebird 29. So you get that nice neutral handling for steep stuff, but the bike still turns in quick. And even when we were pedaling up a lot today to do some of the shorter yep. runs and do some filming and uh, and you still get that snappy pedaling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I spent a lot of time on the Firebird 27.5 for a few years and this feels as planted, you know, when things get high speed and a little bit hectic, it doesn't feel like there's as light as it is and as playful as it is, it feels as planted as that bike did. But yeah, you know, when you're, you can just lift this thing so easily and it's so responsive and snappy in ways that, that the 27 Firebird, 27.5 Firebird definitely was not. Yeah, that bike uh, was a great bike for its it time. It was, I loved it. <laughs> but things come along and uh, even the DW link on this is longer. It's actually uh, kind of it's a very, it's the same, length is what's on the Firebird 29. Um, combine that with the metric coilover shock on the bike, and you really get that rearward wheel travel path, but at the same time, you still get the pop out of the bike. And what'd you guys think of the coilover shock on there? Oh, I think it had a lot to do with how predictable it was. Um, that with the rear linkage, everything put together, it was just like super easy to just get where my bike was going and throw it where I wanted to. And it, I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is my this is my first time riding a proper coil shock and, and I, I I mean, you know, when people see this, I, like I know I know the Firebird 29 and the new switchblade, um, you you've made it pretty clear like they are coil compatible. But yep. this is pretty this is cool to see a spec pivot with a coil over. Like it's it's definitely something that I think it's gonna be the first thing people ask about. And I, I mean, it's pretty interesting to me to, to like see that decision be made by you guys. And, and I'd love to know personally, like why, why it's okay to do, like why, why spec it now? Well, a couple of things, with, especially with the more downhill oriented air shocks, they've got much bigger air cans and much more linear feel to them. So we can have a linkage that'll still work and not be too rampy for those type of shocks, and uh, but work well for a coilover shock. And with this one, this bike, we really aimed for that coilover right out of the gate. Um, so it's, it's an, a very nicely progressive linkage designed for the coil, um, but also because we have such a wide range of riders that have typically looked at the Mach 6 and we have a new extra small coming with this that has extremely low standover. Um, it, it'll cater to people that might not also want a coil shock. So right. we'll also have versions of the bike yeah. and the pro and team builds that have a Float X2 Air and a Fox 36 instead of a Fox 38 on the front. And uh, both of those options, um, that'll take about a pound and a half out of the, the complete package that's already light. I mean, the sure. frame's about the same weight as a switchblade. Um, the smaller wheels rotate up faster, all that stuff um, makes for a great handling package. But the coil, yeah, it, uh, the bike, the Mach 6 is about fun. You know, we all know if you're gonna race enduro, you're gonna do it on a 29er. I mean, the courses, the, the way the braking bumps develop, everything, it just gets pounded mm -hmm. in for 29 inch wheels. 
and they are just faster, but you're also kind of forced to, you know, you're in a line around a berm, you gotta take that line. You're, you're kind of locked in for the duration. Where this, you can be like halfway th through the berm and go, no, I like it over there better, and just yeah. kind of pick the bike up and toss it over there, and it'll do whatever yep. you want to do. So, um, for a lot of people, it's a, a more versatile bike in that it's just got the massive travel of the Firebird 29. It's 158 on the rear, 160 on the front. You can take up to 170 on the front, no problem. Um, but you just ha have a bike that also on cross-country trails and just up and down rolly stuff, it just pedals great and with the smaller wheels, the contact patch is a little bit different and it just doesn't push the same way. Like a, when you're on a really long 29er with a really slack front end, you gotta charge all the time. There's like a speed you've yep. gotta go. You can't take your mind off of it and the front end starts to slide if you're just, you know, on like something below green trails. And sometimes if that's your general bike, you're, you can't always be riding with your eye on the ball and you just wanna have fun most mm -hmm. of the time for most of us and the Mach 6 really fills that bill. Yeah, and you know how much I love the Firebird 29, but it doesn't, you, you gotta wake it up, uh, or else it, it you don't get all out, out of that bike as you can, you know, but it takes a certain speed, it takes a certain type of terrain or a certain pitch, um, where this there's a versatility and a playfulness you're getting with this, that it's like, when you just when you look at it, you don't expect it, and that's kind of, honestly, that's a credit to, to what you guys have done, because it's so fun. It's just so fun. I, it, it's been so much fun to ride these last few days. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. And yesterday, I mean, we, you, we basically got the bikes built up, yep. got your SAG set, went up, and you guys went under the rope on Banana Peel, <laughs> yeah. which they just finished rebuilding last night. That's a no-no. Basically, no. <laughs> uh, well, we have, we're permitted. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, really, other than parking lot warm-up, yeah, you picked the Proline Trail and just yeah, sent it. It was, it was, I, you know, I've hit that trail a handful of times, and I had the most fun on it on this bike than I have hitting it all season. Um, you know, in the mousetrap, jumping the little gap into, uh, there's like a tight berm. This thing handled that way better. Um, I kind of feel sketchy on my other bike doing it and you know this just handled it real well and just was super flowy through everything um yeah and I don't know I adapted to it really really good um took it down uh, the air downhill trail my last run just now and I was like dang this thing's like super fast and I think a big part of it was being able to like just rip through those corners which was different than my 29er that I ride so I don't know that it was super fun at one of the best runs, so. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys both had fun. Um, just some other quick details on the bike. Uh, like all pivots, we use our pivot cable port system. Um, and on the front end of the bike, that means that there's a blank cable port on each side that you can either use for uh, moto style, UK style brakes, or regular style brakes, sending it each way. Um, super quiet. You guys hopefully noticed how quiet the bikes were. Crazy quiet. Um, the, the way we've done the cable ports and continuing to refine the, the cable routing on the bikes, super quiet. Um, we unveiled this year our, our new pivot tools and uh, in collaboration with Topeak. And um, on this bike, we're 
We used to have a port underneath the bottom, which was the DI2 port. Yep. Also served as a ability to kind of get your hands inside there to route the cables easily and route the dropper. We still wanted to have that on the new bike, even though um, there's not a current DI2 system to work with it. So um, the mount for the tool system actually is incorporated into the bottom of the down tube. And so uh, um, you guys will see that yeah. later. And it, uh, it, it really allows uh, a lot of versatility with tool holding on the bike. So you can carry your CO2s, your Allen wrenches, everything's quick access. It's not hidden in any place where it takes 15 minutes to get at <laughs> yeah. your tools. Um, gimmick free. Gimmick free. It's, it's legitimately um, a really smart design implementation. And then uh, of course we've got water bottle cage access. Even the uh, extra small frame will be able to take a full large 24, 28 ounce water bottle. Um, and, uh, and then live valve compatibility. So there's a, there's a version of the bike with full live valve on it. That's really for the people who are doing, they're doing a lot of climbing on the bike and they, they like stuff to the park level. They'll handle the whole range. That's a 36 live fork on the front. And it's tuned specifically for the Mach 6 as well. So, you know, typically like the Mach 4 SL and even the switchblade, when the live valve activates and stiffens up the suspension, it also stiffens up the fork. And typically for a bike like this, you know, you never touch the fork lockout on climbs. Mm -hmm. Never. never. And so, um, so we've done a lot of tuning on the live valve as well to make sure that you still get that park enduro feel even when the, the live valve is activating. Um, and so it can allow you to get even a softer suspension feel on the defense and then automatically make it firm everywhere else and on flats and stuff. So um, for the person who wants all the bells and whistles and maximum climbing capabilities, there's that option as well. That's awesome. Do it all bike. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank does. you guys for joining us for All About Bike. Yeah, thanks and, for making uh, a killer bike. Yeah, thank you. We'll see everybody on the mountain. <laughs>